everyone. Welcome back to Tent Talks. Today, I wanted to talk about human design. And I was on Instagram. And Chani Nicholas is an astrologer. And she wrote the book, You Were Born for This. She was talking about retrograde. And if you're following astrology at all, or if you're just even aware of yourself a little bit, you've noticed things have been wonky lately. And it's because the majority of the planets are going in retrograde. And that means that according to like our perspective here on Earth, it appears as if they're going backwards. And retrograde is a time of deep reflection, people look back and they analyze. And so Chani was talking about this collective global conversation that's been brought up about oppression with Queen Elizabeth's death. And I thought that was a great insight, because she said, astrology is something that helps us reflect on life. It's not that the stars are going to predict everything. It's that it's a reflection. And so when we look at the stars, and we look at what's going on in life, we can see reflection. And so it's a great way to process what's happening. And right now, we are processing global oppression and what that looks like and how that's affected people. And it's kind of come at this tragedy where people are feeling loss and some people are feeling great relief or like maybe there's momentum, maybe there's a path forward where we can choose something differently if we honestly address the pain and the hurt. And that kind of got me thinking about human design. And the reason is because human design is based off of your astrology chart. For those who have really never dived deep into your astrology chart, it's just a snapshot of the sky, the instant you were born. And if we're taking what Chani was saying about like, reflecting, that's just a reflection of a piece of you. I don't know why, maybe because it wasn't encouraged when I was growing up, but I've always loved astrology and I've always loved my chart. And when I heard of human design, it blew me out of the water because it's not only astrology, but it's all of these other modalities mirrored on top of your astrology chart. So it's taking the I Ching, which is traditional Chinese medicine. And that brings in a whole other component of genetic coding, because they've basically figured out that the I Ching is pretty much mirroring your genetics. And then there's, of course, the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, and they've put all of those systems on top of each other to create what's called your human design chart. And there's been a lot of hype about it lately and a lot of talk. And the only reason that I want to talk about it is because I feel like it's this really practical tool for people to understand how to manage themselves and how to show up. And it feels like every single week we're being hit with something and it it feels really big. And I think this is part of 
the impact of what happened during the pandemic, but it's like everything is just kind of building on top of each other and it's becoming harder to navigate. And I think one of the best tools of navigating the world is navigating yourself and understanding how you can show up and do your peace your peace in the world. Cause you don't have to do everything or be everything to everyone. You just have to be you. And sometimes we're kind of conflicted about who we really are because we're told a lot of messages from our community and our surroundings and our upbringing and our, of course, our family trauma. And we get confused and muddled about who we really are. And human design holds this really cool piece and almost ideology where there are five types of energy or five types of like personality or ways that you can show up in the world. And it's something that is energetic. So what I mean by that is it's kind of how people are gauging how to interact with you based on the aura, the energy that you put out. And they've broken it down into five different types. And I just wanted to talk about the types today. And before I get going, you can look up your human design chart for free. This is available. There are so many websites online. If you just Google human design chart, there's going to be a lot of things that pop up. Don't pay to get your human design chart. Basically, you'll need your time of birth, obviously your birthday and your location. And I realize everybody may not have that. But even if you don't have your time, you can usually guess or get a pretty good accurate guess by just choosing 12 noon. And that's usually a really good indicator. And I think for choosing a type, as far as human design, just having a generalized time of birth is fine. So I don't think that really affects. And if you don't know your birthday at all, your birth time, maybe that information wasn't available to you, just listening to these types and ways to show up energetically, maybe there'll be one that resonates with you because I for sure knew what mine was based on hearing about it. And it answered like a lot of questions for me. And so I think that's the point of finding these tools is because it validates aspects of yourself and then helps you kind of figure out how to navigate them. It's going to be new language, but I'm going to walk you through it really slowly and no need to be overwhelmed by any new terminology because we'll, we'll break it down. But the first one is called a manifester. And what makes someone a manifester is again, how the energy flows through their body and it is centered around their throat. The throat energy is your voice. It's how you bring ideas into the world. It's how you manifest and call things forth, whether it's a conversation or expressing something that you want. Your voice can work for you specifically if you're a manifester. And another aspect of the energy connection is your throat energy is connected to a motor in your body. And motors are places like, it's like a generator. It's a place that just has a lot of 
amplification and it's something that can work toward and validate, produce the energy. So if your throat's connected to something that gives it power, that means that basically you have a great tendency to create a lot of things with your voice. And I think a lot of people were raised as if they were manifestors. Just use your voice and go out into the world and create your own future and I don't even know, just there's a lot of jargon that feels kind of new agey, but also like positive mentality where you're just going to show up and speak your reality into existence. And there are some people who are literally wired to do that. And it's actually a very small percentage of the population that can do that. And because they're a very small population, these people intimidate us. We're a little bit nervous around them because we don't know what they're going to do next, because whatever they're going to do is going to create some, some ruffles, some waves, some action, because that's the power of their voice. And it's being really energized and amped up because they are here to create through speaking and manifesting. So because of this big energy, it can be kind of intimidating. So the practical advice is to inform people to share what you're going to do next. Hey, everyone, I'm going to do this. Now, another aspect of the manifester, which I forgot to mention is that they have an open sacral energy and your sacral energy is right over, um, well, I always say right over my womb space because I'm a, I'm a woman, but, um, it's right below the navel and it is a, it is a creation space. I think for all humans, that's where we hold our sexual creative energy. So for manifestors, that space is open and having open energy there means that it's inconsistent and that it can amplify other people's energy. So if you're around somebody who has a lot of sacral energy, you can amplify it. But because a manifester doesn't have consistent access to sacral energy, they don't have large amounts of energy. So their energy in their being is amplified out through their voice. So they're not here to like do all the follow through of all the things that they bring forth into the world. So they might start something and they're not going to finish it. They start it for other people. So these people are natural leaders if they choose to inform people, hey, let's do this. And then they just delegate and kind of, uh, step back. They've done their big piece, which is call something into existence. I know of a couple of manifestors, and I can say this to be even working closely with one of them. It's very true. Sometimes all of a sudden something new entirely pops up and it came out of nowhere. And I'm just like, whoa, this person can just turn over something so fast, create something into thin air and it just like happens. And the more that they communicate with me, the 
the more ease I have in my body because I know that about them. They can just create something immediately and it feels very jarring sometimes. But when they communicate, it softens it because they do have that big creation energy. The next type is what the majority of the population is. And they've created this term called generator. Generators have a defined sacral energy. And the sacral energy, as we talked about before, when we were talking about manifestors, is this energy that is really connected to natural rhythms and to the earth. And so generators, by the very essence that they're so connected to nature, they have a lot of natural rhythms with environment. So like when the sun is up, they are up. When it's time to go to bed, they're ready to go to bed and they just regenerate at night during sleep. And because of this energy that renews, they're ready to work. And something about generators is they're not coming up with the idea, but if the work isn't in alignment with their body, it's not going to be easygoing. It's going to be exhausting work. And their strength is definitely in follow through. Like they want to use that energy just naturally. It's like, I've got this buildup. I want to do something. And so it feels good to work, especially particularly when the work is something that you enjoy. And I think the biggest challenge with generator energy is learning boundaries because people around you may notice or catch on to the vibe that you're a hard worker or that you have energy to use. And so they'll offer you a lot of tasks to do. And you have to figure out, is this right for me or is this wrong for me? So you have to be really clear in your body, what kind of work do I want to do? And so your energy relies or is best used in response. So when somebody gives you an invitation, because they automatically will give you lots of invitations, because you're a hard worker, or you've got a lot of energy that they could use toward their ideas, generators need to tap into their body and feel if that's something that would light them up. And then if it is, then it's a yes. But I think where generators feel taken advantage of is that they're saying yes to things that they might need to say no to because it's not fulfilling work. And I think human beings do love to work. And that's why the majority of the population is a generator. So the practical advice for any generators is to use your energy to respond. So don't use your energy to go out and get and create opportunities. They're, they're going to come to you already because people notice that about you. So use that energy as a responsive energy, because remember, your strength is in the follow through, you're going to be working hard. It's like working with your energy instead of against it. Like obviously, you can go seek out opportunities, but your energy is used best in response to invitations and then going and doing the work that you're naturally going to do. Your energy is not used best to go out and find opportunities. That's not your job. Opportunities will come to you. You just need to say yes to the one that lights you up. 
I hope that makes sense. The next type is a combination of the first two. It's called a manifesting generator. And I'm a manifesting generator. And online or in groups, you'll hear it called an MG or a Manny G. Manifesting generators are a combination of having that throat chakra of of calling things forth into into reality, but they're also here to do some of the work. So that can feel kind of chaotic at times. Like if you have been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, you might also be a manifesting generator because it's this dynamic inside of your energy where you want to be doing things and calling things forward and also doing the work and being excited about using your energy. So there is practical advice for manifesting generators, and that is to visualize what you want to do and to create in the world. And then to inform people, hey, I want to do this thing. And then wait for the invitations to come or wait for the creation to come. And in the meantime, multitask, do the things that feel really good. So I think one thing that really made sense to me as I heard about this energy type is that I stop and start a lot of projects and I may not have all the follow through because remember the manifester in me starts things, but doesn't finish things. The generator in me is the one that does the follow through that works. So how we relate those together is that I can call in a lot of things into the world, but I'm only going to be doing the things that really light me up. And then the other things that I just start, I'm just going to start those and somebody else can take over that project or that idea. And that can seem really chaotic to the outside world of like, oh, great, what's she doing again? She's switched it up again. But to me, it makes sense because I just, I like to multitask and I like to start a lot of things and I'm not always a finisher, but I like to stay busy and engaged. And hearing that for me of, oh, I'm a combination of two opposing energy, not opposing, but two, two different types of energy, it really felt validating. So again, I just want to emphasize the practical advice because I know that there are a lot of people who are also manifesting generators. It's the second most common. That is to, again, visualize what you want, inform people. So because your energy can move kind of fast, let people know, hey, I'm going to be doing this. And then multitasking, just doing the things that feel good when they feel good. That's totally how you're meant to show up and use your energy. And to decrease the chaos, just inform people. The next energy type is called a projector. And projectors are a really, I would say for me, it's very easy to notice who around me is a projector. These are your wise friends. They're your friends who their presence is very powerful and they're automatic leaders and they know how to manage people and they know how to figure out 
like patterns and systems really easily. However, just as the title suggests, projector, it can feel like they're projecting things or they're being bossy or controlling unless they can learn a strategy, which is the practical advice is to wait to be asked their opinion or wait to be asked or invited somewhere. These are really big energies that are very discerning and they make incredible bosses, incredible project managers. These people in your life that you go to for advice when you need a truth teller, like I'm in a jam, I know you can see things, kind of, could you help me out? But if it's not asked and they just kind of tell you, like, you're doing this and this and this and this and it's causing this to happen, that can feel sometimes hurtful. But on the projector end of it, it feels hurtful to them because they're sharing this important wisdom and information with you that they've been observing and gathering and gleaning for a long time. And so if they just share and it's not received, it it can feel like rejection. And that's why the strategy is there to wait to be asked or invited. And that can look really subtle. It doesn't even have to be like proper. <laughs> it's just knowing when you're invited and welcome to do that versus just allowing it to happen and and kind of running your mouth or giving and sharing when it's not wanted. I think for people who are projectors, every single person that I've talked to that is a projector has said, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm always waiting for an opportunity to share and to have someone want the information that I have. And I think knowing that about all of my projector friends, it's given me more tools as a friend to say, what do you think about this? Or I know that you're really good at patterns, or I know that you can see things really well. Tell me what you're seeing in this situation. And just giving projector types the chance to shine and to do their thing is really beautiful. It's this reciprocal relationship because projectors can feel very shut down. Sometimes you'll meet someone who's really shut down and because every time they feel like they're sharing some of their genius, it gets rejected because sometimes it feels too too penetrating for other people. So that practical advice of waiting until you're wanted or invited is really paramount. I forgot to tell you about their energy. So they have the open sacral and there's nothing connected to a defined motor. And so these people are absorbing energy, amplifying energy, and that's what makes them so powerful. And like if you're in a group project with a projector, they might be able to do the entire project in an hour for what takes a generator or a manifesting generator or a manifester, like so much time. And by the way, no one's going to tell a manifester what to do because the manifestors tell people what to do. And then the projector leads them through it and manages it. And the generators and the Manny Jennies do all the fun things like that would be fun to them. It all flows really beautiful once you can see it, but also it's so instinctive. Like 
we were doing this as kids in elementary school. I mean, we all remember being either the person that took over the whole project because nobody else or being offended because nobody asked us what we wanted or, you know, whatever group dynamic that consistently shows up in your life. It's not on accident. It's really because we're these energy beings that are constantly engaging with each other's energy without even speaking. Like we're kind of deciding things ahead of time before even talking to people based on just instinct alone. The last energy type is the most rare. And there are very few of these people out there and they are called reflectors. And their energy is 100% open, which means it's very reflective. And so reflectors have to be very strategic with the environment that they're around. Because if they're reflecting an environment, if they're in a really toxic environment, these guys are going to have a really hard time because they have to reflect that back to people. They don't have to, they just will automatically. So having strategy in choosing your environments very carefully. And also another strategy for reflectors is waiting a moon cycle because the interaction of what's happening with the planets and the stars and the moon, just like waiting a while for all those energies to cycle through can often help you determine like what's what's left over, what's mine, what's the environment, what's going on, you know, with, with everything and what's really there for me. I have a reflector friend and I, I think she has a really hard time when things are very chaotic because she'll reflect that in, in ways that don't feel aligned with her. And so she often has to isolate herself for a bit, come back to normal, find her own rhythm. And especially when there's not a lot of safe places or communities or environments where there's a lot of opposing energy, she can feel that in her body. And then she feels that opposition in herself. And I think reflectors probably are also really sensitive environmentally, like to illness. And it's like, you know, when you go out to a buffet, and there's only one person that got food poisoning. (laughs) It's kind of like that. There are these people that are the barometers. They help us take the temperature of what's actually going on energetically. So they can be kind of triggering for people, because it reflects back what's going on with their energy. But when we all do our energetic hygiene, no matter, you know, if you're a manifester or a generator or projector, reflector, it doesn't matter what energy type you have. There's no one that's better than the other. It's just information that maybe how you show up in the world, there's better ways to navigate it that can help you feel important, that can help you feel like you have more direction. Because is it Joseph Campbell that says, it could have been Carl Jung, because Joseph Campbell, he did a lot of interpretation for that. But it's, 
It's this idea that you think everything is fate until you make the unconscious conscious. And that's kind of like what energy work is like. It's like once you can understand energy, it doesn't seem like everything is happening to you. There's more direction, there's more interaction, there's more stability. And I feel like that's what human design has done for me is it's added language to something that I knew was happening in my life. And it felt kind of chaotic, stopping and starting a bunch of things and not always following through with things. But yet that's just who I was. And so when I realized that there was an energy type just for me, it really gave me a lot of ease within my own body, because that is how I show up. And that is how other people sense me showing up. And it's absolutely okay. If you do not understand what I'm talking about, or if you want more insight, if this is information that really has excited you, let me know and I can do a reading. That's something that I offer. However, there is so much free information online. You don't have to pay somebody to give you a reading. I for sure would, because it's going to save you hours and hours of learning and hunting because it's new language and not only new language, but you then have to interpret how that is for your chart. So I offer readings. I love doing it. I'd love to sit down and help you understand how you can best show up in the here and now and like what is going on with your energy so that you can work with it and not against it so that your life can feel on purpose instead of like reactive, if that makes sense. Anyway, I hope this was insightful. I know that human design has made a big difference in my life. And if this aligns with you, let me know, reach out and we'll see you next time on 10 Talks. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.